What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hi everyone, my name is Iris, and I was the fastest girl in my reading class. I just loved reading, growing up to be a true polyglot, and all because my love of reading was instilled in me by my mother. I will tell you about everything, especially how my talent was the envy of my classmates. My mother and I had been reading books since the first day I came into the world, or rather, my mother read them to me. She worked as a school librarian, and she used to bring books and read and read. It was our tradition, which we never broke. I couldn't even go to sleep at night without a book. I just couldn't, because I always had great dreams after reading, like walking in Alice in Wonderland, having adventures, saving the world, and defeating evil. It was so cool. My mom loved to read too, and we even had similar reading glasses. Yes, our eyesight was our weak spots, but by the time I was six, I had learned to read on my own, and not just read, but read really fast. I couldn't wait to learn the alphabets that I could devour books by myself, and I was good at it. And then it wasn't just my mother who read, but I read to her. My head was filled with different images, and with every sentence I read, they changed, as did the images and everything else. My mother was proud of me, and when I grew up, she sent me to the school where she worked. The teachers and principal took me in right away without any conversation when they saw my abilities. They put me at the first desk. It was later I found out that behind the first desks sit either the nerds or favorites of the teachers, and I was both. That's why my friendship with my classmates did not work out right away. I didn't like them for the first days either. So, who's going to tell me the alphabet? I raised my hand. And that's it? And the rest? Nobody? All right, come on, Iris. Tell us. It didn't take me even four seconds. The teacher froze and then asked me to tell from the middle, then from the end. It wasn't hard for me. From the back desks, I could hear my classmates talking. Suck up. But I didn't understand why. I wasn't sucking up. I was just saying what I knew. So, literature became my favorite subject, as you may have already understood. Every month, our teacher gave us reading technique tests. She would give us an unfamiliar book and time us to see how many we could read in one minute. I was the first to come out, and at 10 years of age, I read not 95 words, as was the norm, but 200. The teacher marveled every time. Look, everybody, how clearly and quickly she reads. Learn from her and take her as an example. My classmate Erica and her friend Cindy especially didn't like me. Erica got up from the table and said that such a statement was unfair. Why not? She's a good and fast reader. That's a fact. She just knows the book. It's familiar to her. Her mother is a librarian. She must have prepared it beforehand. No, it's not. It's not in the school curriculum, so it's not in the library. But you should ask her. Iris, do you know this book? Yes. How? When did you read it? Two years ago. And you understood it? Of course. And then I retold the plot of the book, and the teacher was surprised. And then they asked me what other books I had read. Well, there are a lot of them. The latest ones were Jilly Hopkins' The Magnificent, Bridge to Terabithia, and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Some Russian books like Tolstoy's War and Peace, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment and more. Okay, I hear you, Iris. You need to participate in a contest. Which one? There's an inner school literature competition in a week's time to test your reading comprehension, as well as how many books you've read and how many retellings you've done. There will be a good prize. Really? Do you think I can do it? Of course you can. You've always read everything I've told you to and much more. You read adult literature too. I'm sure you'll win. Wow, thank you. So is our nerd going to participate? Why not me? What's wrong with me? I have good reading technique too. I don't argue, but they choose the best. You can go another time. Erica got mad, but was it my fault that she read slower than me? 
We walked out of class and Erica shoved me with her shoulder in the hallway. Outside, my mom was waiting for me. Mom! Hi, my dear, I haven't seen you all day. Shall we go home? Yes, I've got some news. Okay, but let's go to the store and get some water, and you can tell me all about it. Can I have ice cream? Well, you know you have a weak throat. You get sick right away. But I love it so much. Sorry, honey, I can't. You just got over it. Erica walked by and pushed me with her shoulder again. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Who is that, Erica? Yeah, she's mad that I'm going to a competition instead of her. She used to be better in reading class. She was supposed to go to the contest, but they offered me the position. Wait, what contest? I'm going to be in the reading and retelling contest. Wow, that's incredible, my girl. How proud I am of you. Thank you. And no ice cream, though? No. Oh, okay. I can buy you a cookie. Come on! I started practicing every day, even reading more at home, retelling everything to my mom. I wanted to win this contest. Since I didn't have any friends, I decided that books would be my friends, and I was interested in participating somewhere using my gift. The next day, Erica didn't stop showing her temper. First she tripped me, then she threw all my school supplies off my desk. Erica, will you stop it? What? I didn't do anything. Of course you did. You're acting like a child. You're ten years old. Wake up. What did you say? What did you hear? Are you jealous that I was chosen for the competition? I should have gone to the contest, not you. But I was chosen. That's not fair. Everyone knows you're just a kiss-ass, not really smart. I got offended, and I got angry. I pushed her in anger. Erica had a bad fall and bruised her arm badly. She started crying and complained to the teacher, and my mother and I were taken into the classroom. The principal was surprised at my behavior. But 15 minutes later, Erica's mom arrived. My mom apologized profusely, trying to work things out. But Erica's mom was screaming in rage that I was such an ill-mannered girl. And then they told me to apologize to her. But it's not my fault. I don't want to. She made me do it. She called me names. It doesn't matter now. Just apologize. No, mom. I'm begging you, please. Or what? You won't be allowed to compete. What? Are you serious? I am. I walked out of school upset. I didn't want to apologize because Erica had deserved it. But my mom was still talking to me at home for a long time. She begged me so hard. So I went to school and apologized. But Erica said that wasn't enough. What more do you want? Don't yell at me. If you want to go to the competition, buy me chocolate ice cream and lots of it. I rolled my eyes, but there was nothing to do. After school, I took her to the cafe, where Erica picked out the biggest and most expensive ice cream. She ate it in a way that made me drool. I've been thinking, why are we fighting? Let's be friends. We're both smart. Well, there was a lot of competition. Tomorrow, you. The day after tomorrow, me, right? Yeah, let's not fight about it. Eat with me. I'm not allowed. You eat by yourself. Why? It's so delicious, you can't imagine. My mom won't let me. I might get sick, and there's the competition tomorrow. One bite won't do you any harm. I bet you've never had it before. No, I haven't. It was expensive. But my mom gave me enough money to buy it for you. And I won't tell anyone that you had a little piece. I couldn't resist. The ice cream was delicious to look at and taste. We ate a huge portion together. I went home and told my mom that everything was fine now. The next day, I woke up feeling strange. I had a sore throat. I was so upset, but I didn't tell my mom. We went to the competition, where there were my classmates and teachers and fans. I was really worried. I tried not to talk to anyone. And as soon as it was my turn, my voice began to close. The judges brought me water, but it didn't help. My throat hurt like hell. I tried to start reading again, and then again. Finally, the judge told me that I could not participate and asked me to leave the stage. I went out of there in tears. My mother worriedly asked me what was wrong, and I told her that I had fallen sick. She began to comfort me. She didn't even scold me. She said she would run to the pharmacy and asked me to wait in the corridor. I sat down in a chair, and then Erica came up to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I faintly said. You know what they say. 
Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer? What? What does that mean? You didn't realize that I gave you ice cream on purpose? I heard you talking to your mom and how it made your throat hurt. Did you do that on purpose? Well, you ate the ice cream on your own. I just suggested it. You! You! How could you? I'm the best, and you're not getting in first, okay? My mom came in with throat pills, and I angrily sucked up two and ran to the stage. I begged the judges to give me another chance, and with a huge pain in my throat, in my head, through my tears, I began to read loud and clear. The contest lasted 40 minutes. During that time, I took two more pills, but I made it to the end and won. I won first place and showed everyone, especially Erica, that I was still better than her. I took my trophy, my reader, my money, and walked out into the hallway past Erica, who was red with anger. My joy made me feel like I wasn't sick anymore. The anger gave me strength, but even better, she wouldn't come after me again from now on. Never again. Hi, my name is Agatha, and I want to tell you the story of how my father tried to get me into the military academy. But before I start, please subscribe to the channel and like my videos. It all started on that day, when Rob and I were playing Mario Kart at my house. As it always happens, we completely forgot about time. What time is it? I asked worriedly. Two o'clock, why? Oh crap, you have to go now. We had, by my count, about 10 minutes. Unless, of course, Dad decided to stop at the store to get his favorite muffins. Before we could get our heads together, we heard the front door creak. Honey, I'm home. There was a look of horror on my face. Rob didn't understand anything and was about to say something, but I put my index finger to his lips. Hey! I yelled back at my dad. You're early today! I heard him turn on the TV. I whispered, Leave, but be quiet. What happened? Rob also asked in a whisper. My dad hates all my boyfriends. He's also a retired officer and has guns. The kid got worried. All your boyfriends? How many of them did you have? If you're so interested, not many. You'd better worry about my dad not making a sieve out of you. He's got a real temper. Okay. Rob reluctantly agreed. I left the room and quickly made my way down the stairs. I walked up to my dad and put my arm around his shoulders. How was school? He asked, not looking away from the screen. Rob, meanwhile, was still upstairs. What an idiot! To give the boy a sign, I said loudly, Okay, just hope someone comes downstairs. What? Dad turned around and stared at me like I was crazy. I mean, the exams. I should study more. Oh, that's right. I turned my head and saw Rob walking slowly down the stairs. Can you go any slower? I thought to myself. My father was about to turn to me, but I exclaimed in time. What a kick! Nothing special. They're playing like a bunch of monkeys today. There was a rumbling sound behind me. Rob stumbled and tumbled down the stairs. I screamed. My father jumped up from his chair and quickly grabbed the bat that was always in the corner of the room. That's when Rob got really scared and realized he had to get out of the room as quickly as possible. He jumped up from the floor and ran out of the house. Dad rushed after him. Stop, you miserable thief. I, not wanting to be the reason Rob ends up in the hospital, yelled out to my father. Wait, he's not a thief. It's Rob. Dad stopped and looked at me. Even though he was silent, I knew exactly what he was thinking. That night, I got to hear it all. I told you not to bring guys here. In fact, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. They stick to you like flies. It's not good. And all that kind of stuff. Then dad added, If I ever see you with a boy again, I'll send you to military school. What? I was really surprised, to put it mildly. Yeah, you're a loose cannon. You need discipline. And I think I've been too easy on you. But that's ridiculous. Mom wouldn't let that happen. You leave your mother out of this. Dad went back to the TV. I slammed the door and hid in my room. That's just great! I complained loudly. Now I feel like I'm in prison! I needed someone to talk to right away, so I texted Sam. SOS, help me out! 
A minute later, I got a reply. What's up? I'm on a date. That's amazing, I exclaimed. There are dates and boys all around me, and I need to stay away from it. It was real torture. The next day at school, I grabbed Sam's hand and took her to the bathroom. Ow, that hurt. My friend was angry, but she obediently followed me. When we went to the bathroom, I checked to see if anyone was in there. It was empty. Then I said, Actually, I needed your help yesterday. I wanted to respond, but Kevin... I don't want to hear anything. My life is a nightmare. What's wrong? Nothing, except that yesterday, my dad almost beat Rob with a bat. He also told me not to go out with boys or he'll send me to the military academy. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I can't give up boys, but I'm not much of a soldier either. They'll cut my hair off. I can't handle that. What are you going to do? Actually, I wanted to ask you. I needed some good advice. Sam thought for a few minutes and then she exclaimed, Bingo! I've got it! Sam's plan was pretty simple. I needed to bring back my musical past. I used to play the piano and now I need to pretend to give lessons. Instead, I would be able to go on dates without causing much suspicion from my father. Not bad, except I'm not that good at piano. You don't have to play. Just say you were asked to help. My father fell for my story when I told him about my plans. It's a good idea, he said in his usual mentor voice. Maybe you should keep practicing because you quit so abruptly and you might make a little extra money. It's a start. I was very happy. Now it was necessary to make a schedule and assign a specific time to each guy. Adam would take Wednesday after four. That's about the time he gets off practice. And we could go to the movies. I scheduled Andrew for Friday, 5 o'clock. He promised to take me bowling. And even though I couldn't play, it should be fun. That leaves Liam. I saved Sunday for him. My only day off. We don't do anything special with Liam. Just hang around town or sit in front of a store and make up funny nicknames for people. Usually the lesson lasted an hour, but I told my dad that I managed to get the slowest students together. And they needed more time so I could stay for like three hours. I mean, have you ever seen a movie that lasts an hour? And then there's travel time and hugging. I'd have to multitask. Now it's time to tell you how it was put into practice and what happened in the end. On Wednesday, I prepared in advance. I gathered all my old music notebooks and came up with a cover-up story. What do you have today? My father asked me as I came down the stairs, carrying my music books under my arm and trying to cram them into my backpack as I passed him. There's a girl from China. They just arrived, and her mother wants her to take some music lessons. Hmm, well, good luck with that. I kissed my dad on the forehead and went over to Kim's. I mean, to Adam. We were supposed to meet at the box office in the movie theater. I had to carry my backpack everywhere, but it wasn't such a high price to pay for trying to somehow avoid military school and another fight with my dad. The no dating option seemed absurd to me, and I didn't even consider it. We only live once, you know. I was a little late. Adam muttered something to himself, but I safely ignored his frustration. A respectable girl is never on time. Who told you that? I read it somewhere. The movie was lousy. Adam kept trying to make jokes, and he wasn't very good at it. We kept getting shushed, and we were asked to behave. About halfway through the movie, I said I had to go out for a minute. Okay, Adam said. I walked out of the theater and went home. The next day, Sam asked, How was it? It could have been worse. We could have been forced out of there. Okay, first time didn't go very well. On Friday, Andrew and I went bowling. Of course, to my father, Andrew was an Andrew. And Pauline was another lost soul who wanted to learn how to play Mozart and Beethoven. Bowling turned out to be even worse than the movies. I couldn't do it at all, which made me angry. And Andrew kept saying, I don't understand. It's so easy. You pick it up and drop it. He decided to show me how to do it and got a strike. See, it's easy. Well, if that's the case, we're not going to make it. I hate bowling in general. It's an old man's game. I took my backpack and ran. I was getting desperate. There was still Liam, but he and I were more like friends. All our communication was limited to trolling random passersby. But on Saturday, the day before we were supposed to meet, 
The guy texted, I have an idea. It's a surprise. I was in anticipation of either a grandiose disaster or something really interesting. Turns out, Liam had bought two tickets to the Dolphinarium. I didn't know we had such a place. I was surprised. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting places in town. The show was amazing. The dolphins did all kinds of tricks. Jumped through hoops, juggled balls. It was much more interesting than that dull drama that Adam took me to. And bowling? Andrew's stupid initiative. I didn't notice how or when, but Liam took my hand. I looked at him and blushed slightly. That day confirmed one fundamental truth. Sooner or later, quantity converts to quality. All I had to do was survive two disappointing dates. But even now, we couldn't resist and began to observe people in the crowd and make up amusing stories about them. Look, I pointed to a man in tight white pants with lush hair. Former jockey. Yeah, got hurt when he fell off a horse. Lives with his mother now and goes shopping in his old minivan. That was a good one, so it was Liam's turn. Over there, see? He's like, he's got a menacing face, like he's ready to pounce. And that's when I saw my father. He was looking right at us, and he didn't look happy. It's time to get out of here. On the way, I explained to Liam what happened. Weird, he summed up. Yeah, I'm afraid to imagine what's waiting for me at home. But I couldn't figure it out, what my father was doing at the Dolphinarium. I expected anything, shouting, accusations of lies, threats. But when I entered the house, my father didn't say a word. The next day, he calmly announced that he had submitted my papers to military school. My worst nightmare was coming true. No amount of tears or persuasion had any effect on dad. I locked myself in my room and didn't want to leave. Suddenly, out of the blue, someone came to the rescue. Liam texted me, Look, I think I have a solution to your problem. I sneaked out of the house and went to the place Liam had picked. He, without any greeting, said, It's a strange coincidence. I never told you about my father, but he's the director of the military school, the one where your dad wants to send you. A glimmer of hope. I spoke to him and he said he would help you. How? I don't know, but don't worry, my father will think of something. A week later, a letter came from the academy, and much to my delight, I got a rejection. My father was shocked. He even wanted to fight with the management. But after a while, he cooled off. I told him more about Liam. I explained that it wasn't a fling, and my dad decided he'd give us a chance. So I didn't get into the military academy. That's a good thing. I would have been the worst student in the history of the institution. Have you ever been able to get out of a bad situation? Tell me about it in the comments. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out, and when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain, but instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, you did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is, we're pretty well off and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom 
hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up, and I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away, and I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably wouldn't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumsting songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time, and the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother 
beg me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost. Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I can hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever, because he's insanely rich, and he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me. And it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together. And then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to. And I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing. And he has nowhere else to go. Because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut. And now, we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me. But I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by...
I was whimpering as I traced the blood splattered down the hallway that led to the storage room. Ugh, this looks even worse than my last exam results. Taking a deep breath, I regained my composure and slowly pushed the door open. Big blood stains appeared along with many footprints on the floor. They led to an old cupboard in the corner of the room. I slowly opened it and it was a mannequin covered in ketchup. Sheesh, I had been pranked again. Hi, I'm Lisa, 17 years old. To pursue my dream of becoming a journalist, I had worked day and night to write articles for the school's forum site. Unexpectedly, it became the very reason why I was ridiculed by everyone and called gun dog. Even Hara, my half-sister, would say something like, Lisa is stupid and freaky. It's a disgrace for a genius like me to have such an older sister. But little did they know, being looked down on only motivated me to become stronger. Once when I was walking on the street, Nina, the school bully, suddenly called me. Gun dog, the toilet just clogged. So, report on it, duh, because it smells like your articles. <laughs> that evil witch. I had tried to ignore her for so many times, but she never stopped pushing my buttons. Once, during a PE basketball session, when I was aiming at the basket, Mina suddenly dropped a banana peel on the floor, causing me to slip and fall hard on my butt. Wow! Breaking news! Lisa had a legendary collaboration with Mr. Banana Peel for a comedy show! Unable to contain my anger, I threw the ball straight at Mina, but unfortunately, it hit Jimmy, my classmate. <laughs> Missed, you idiot! She gloated and left, while I quickly ran to help Jimmy up. Are you okay? I'm so sorry! It's okay, but I didn't know. Not only are you good at reporting, but you're also good at throwing. After saying that, he fainted. Oh damn, looks like my throw was really strong. But it was also the first time someone praised my ability, so I was deeply moved. After that ironic accident, we talked more and became much closer. Also, during that time, our school had a lot of mysterious happenings. On the first Friday of June, someone had mixed up the chemical solutions in the school lab and made them explode. Not only that, on the following Friday, the exam room was set on fire in the middle of the night. Fortunately, the police came to put it out in time, but half of the exam papers had turned to ashes. Immediately, I wrote a post on the school forum about this dark Friday pattern, but nobody seemed to take what I said seriously. Fine, I'll catch them red-handed on my own. The devil of Friday. The third Friday had finally arrived, but I didn't know where the crime would start. When I was defeatedly waiting for Jimmy in the schoolyard, I heard his angry voice booming as he walked closer. Damn, I wish I had Thanos' hand. Just one snap of my fingers and the academic affairs office will be gone. Voila, no more exams. That's it. That's the place. Jimmy, you really are Dr. Watson to my Sherlock. I happily jumped up and hugged him tightly. Oops, it seemed like I overdid it. Both Jimmy and I were embarrassed and quickly let go of each other. Soon after, I made a plan to sneak into the academic affairs office. However, when I rushed down the stairs, I accidentally tripped and rolled several times to the ground. My leg was seriously injured due to that. Instead of serving justice and catching the devil of Friday, I had to stay home with my cast leg and listen to my mom scolding for hours. That night, I couldn't sleep a wink because I was worried that something horrible would happen at school. But oddly, there was none. Was my deduction wrong? However, the next day, my whole school was buzzing with shocking news about Andy, the school's second best student. He had cheated during an exam and somehow, it was recorded and uploaded on the school's forum. He was immediately disciplined. I didn't write an article about it because he already suffered the consequences of his wrongdoing. After that day, since there was no actual incident, I shifted my focus to studying for the exam and taking care of my leg. Hmm? Temporarily, I put aside the investigation of the Dark Friday's case. Then suddenly, an anonymous email came to me. Dear Gundog, if you're that good, come and catch me this Friday. OMG! I didn't know if it was the real culprit or if someone was pranking me. But anyway, I would never pass such a challenge. 
After sneaking into the school late at night, I hid in a safe corner near the academic affairs office and began to wait. At 10.5 p.m., I started to hear footsteps. A figure slowly appeared in front of the door. They brought a saw and started sawing the lock. I walked out and boldly flashed the light at them. Freeze! They panicked and turned towards me. I recognized that face immediately. Hara, what are you doing here? Lisa, please save me! I didn't understand what was going on, but at that <gasps> moment, I saw a security guard coming. I hurriedly dragged Hara to the emergency exit stairs, then we took a taxi home. All the way home, she just cried and begged me not to tell her dad. It turned out that because she was always under the pressure of being the school top student, she had cheated during the exam just like Andy. Unfortunate for her, someone had also recorded her wrongdoing and blackmailed her into skilling the exam questions. Hara was too scared and didn't want to be exposed, so she agreed. Jesus, Hara, are you also the one who vandalized the school every Friday? It's not me! I just received their text two days ago! I understood that right away. It meant the recent events must have been the work of another blackmail victim. While we were talking, a message came in. The mission failed. You know, Andy, tomorrow morning your fate will be the same. I took Hara's phone to text back. After begging for a while, they finally agreed to give us one more chance to complete the task. Do you think we can handle this? Don't worry, leave it to me. I decided to pretend to be Hera because we have similar body types. I would definitely catch that sickening devil. The next evening, I went to the office again. I tried using the pin to unlock the door as instructed on the internet, and surprisingly, it worked. After I got the test questions papers, which were carefully wrapped in plastic, I tasted the devil of Friday. Good. Bring it to the girls' restroom near C block. When I arrived there, it was so dark that I had to use my phone flashlight to see the way. The restroom door opened and I carefully walked in. I'm Hara. Bam! The door suddenly closed. A light came from one of the toilets. Then a figure holding a flashlight walked towards me. Oh my god! It was huh? Mina! Mina, what the hell are you doing here? Lisa, where the hell is Hera? Doesn't matter, give me the exam questions. No way, I'll report this to the principal. Suddenly, someone held me tightly from behind. It was her friend. I shouted in panic. Stop this, Mina, you've gone too far. Stop? Why should I? Look at those top students. They're all rotten. If they didn't cheat, I would never have been able to control them in the first place. Then she ordered me to burn the exam questions. Since I couldn't think of a way to escape, I had no other choice. Hesitantly, I tore the plastic and lit the fire. Hurry up, dimwit! The plastic in my hands started to burn. Then I immediately threw the flamed plastic at Mina and turned to run away with the exam papers in my hands. Unfortunately, my clumsiness made me trip at the most critical moment again, and I was immediately caught. Mina snatched the lighter from my hand. Fine, if you don't want to burn them, I'll burn your hair. No! At that moment, bam! The door suddenly collapsed and the security guard rushed in along with Hara and Jimmy. I was rescued in the nick of time. It turned out that Hara was so worried that she went to look for me. When she called me but I didn't answer, she informed the school security and Jimmy to help track my phone GPS. If it was just a little bit later, I don't know what would have happened. In the end, Mina was punished for her crimes. As for me, solving the mystery of the Dark Friday's case has pushed my reputation to a whole nother level. It will surely help with my journalist dream. Hara also confessed to cheating and was disciplined. She had to redo the exam, but she was finally free from guilt. Since then, her relationship with Hara and Jimmy has become much better than before. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... Once I was so hungry that I went to the kitchen in the middle of the night. After I rummaged through the fridge and stood up, a maid dropped the crockery in her hands the moment she saw my face. Ah! Ghost! Help! Immediately.
Immediately, my butler appeared, gagged her, and dragged her out. The next day, she was fired. I could understand why. It's because she had seen my devil-like face. Hi, I'm Jennifer, 17 years old. I was born into a rich and esteemed family in Maryland. My dad is the state governor, and my mom is a talented politician. Therefore, our family's image is everything to us. Unfortunately, their only daughter, me, is a flawed child. Ever since I was little, I've had a large birthmark on my face. This made me ashamed of myself and my parents were also extremely hesitant to let me appear in public with them. Since I was small, I've overheard some people talking badly about my birthmark. Even my parents were always asking me to stay at home and if I wanted to go out, I would be accompanied by a bodyguard. They even went as far as hiring a private teacher to our mansion so I wouldn't have to go to school. Once, I carelessly walked into my dad's workroom without knowing that he was having a live interview. When I saw myself on the screen, I panicked and quickly grabbed the nearest thing beside me, which was a trash bin, to cover my head and sat down to hide. On the other end of the line, the interviewee laughed. Your daughter is so cute. In front of thousands of people watching it live, my dad smiled <laughs> wryly and replied, Oh, no, she's our maid. What? Before I could protest, my mom suddenly appeared, <gasps> put a feather brush in my hand, and then dragged me outside. Jennifer, be more mindful of whatever you do next time, understood? It was so ridiculous. Now I had to be careful in my own home. Honestly, I felt hurt, but that was not the only time my existence was denied. Every time we had guests, mom and dad would remind me to stay obediently in my room. In particular, once on Thanksgiving Day, they held a party and invited their work partners to attend. Once again, my mom told me not to show up. Sweetie, please stay in your room until the guests come home. Ugh, how terrible! Just how long would I have to hide like this? Sitting in my room for an hour, I started to feel bored. I decided to open the door a little to see what was going on outside. Suddenly, it pushed back toward me. Someone was trying to enter my room. I tried to close the door, but the other person was stronger, causing me to fall to the floor in pain. A young man walked in, looked at me in bewilderment while I panically covered my face with a nearby hat. Oh, sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Your... Oh gosh, what should I say now? I was too embarrassed to look at him. The boy gently took off my hat and discovered that I was the girl in the many pictures that were hanging in my room. Fine, seemed like there was no point in lying now. Ahem, <clears throat> this room is mine. I'm the daughter of the state governor. I see. I'm Larry, the son of the city mayor. Larry reached out and shook my hand while I asked him to keep our encounter a secret. But why? I told him about the large birthmark on my face that might ruin my family's image, but to my surprise, he laughed a little, <laughs> touched my birthmark, and said, So we have something in common. A secret no one must know. I bet nobody could think that the city mayor's son suffers from a serious OCD. Larry smiled and told me that because of his disorder, sometimes he would adjust his father's tie while he was taking <gasps> photos with the senior politicians, and sometimes during the interview, he would sit down to scrub the floor. Due to that, he often stayed away from his father to avoid ruining his image. It shocked me. No one had ever touched my face like that, nor telling me something so intimate before. He was also quite <laughs> handsome to boost. We had a good time talking until his dad told him to go home. Huh? After that day, Larry and I became soulmates. We used to talk to each other until 4 a.m. for several days in a row. <laughs> we even shared our passion hmm. for painting. He said he wanted to show me his best works, and of course I eagerly agreed. In order to get out of the house without being detected, I put a bunch of clothes under my blanket <laughs> to fool everyone into thinking I was sleeping. With Larry waiting for me downstairs, I was putting one foot out of the window <gasps> when suddenly my dad walked in. Jennifer, what are you doing? Stop now. Ignoring what he said, I clung to the rope and jumped down. Quickly, I climbed onto Larry's motorcycle. A group of my bodyguards chased after us, but he swiftly cut them off. We drove as fast as we could to his mansion. Larry led me into a secret room displaying a lot of paintings. <gasps> Suddenly, my dad called. I picked up the phone and heard his torrential scolding. Jennifer, go home now. Since when did you become so rebellious? Since you called me a maid and kept me imprisoned inside my own room. <sighs> After saying that, I hung up and turned off the power. All everyone cared about was my family's face, not my feelings. 
I burst into bitter tears, seeing that Larry slowly brought out a paintbrush and a palette. Shh, it's alright, don't cry. Why don't you put your feelings onto the canvas? I took his brush and started drawing. Occasionally, Larry painted a few strokes on my cheeks and giggled. I guessed it was his attempt to cheer me up. I had never felt so comfortable next to someone before. When we finished our paintings, the colors had already run out. Larry gave me a glass of orange juice and headed to the door. Take your time to enjoy the masterpiece you've just created. I'll get us some more color tubes. <laughs> Having said that, he left. In the meantime, I approached his bookshelf. Coincidentally, <gasps> while looking, I found a book about OCD. Wait, I panicked when I noticed something <gasps> unusual. Larry claimed to have OCD, but he played around with the brushes and colors with such ease and mischief. While I was still suspicious, my eyes suddenly blurred and everything went black. Is she awake yet? No? What should we do next, Dad? I opened my eyes. In front of me were Larry and an old man. It was his father, James, the city mayor. I felt my hands and feet tied tightly. Only then did I realize the true face of my new friend. Oh, you're awake, Jennifer. Don't be so scared. It'll be over soon. It turned out that his dad would soon compete with mine in running for the state governor position. He planned this to force his opponent to resign. The phone rang and my dad was on the other end. Where is my daughter? Shut up and listen to me. James said that if my dad wanted to be safe, he must announce his resignation on live television. Fine, I'll do it. No, Dad! Don't do that! But he had already hung up, and shortly after, CNN immediately spread the news that my dad had withdrawn from the next governor election. Unbelievable! He really did it! James started untying me, but the moment I was released, the police siren sounded. Larry angrily tried to hold me back, but I quickly threw him a roundhouse kick and knocked him out on the spot. That's for trying to mess with me and my family. He didn't know that aside from painting, I'm also well-versed in martial arts. The police flooded in and arrested both James and Larry. My parents ran to me and hugged me emotionally. Are you okay, sweetie? Don't be so close to me. They'll know I'm your shameful child. But Dad patted my head and said they had never been ashamed of me. They were only trying to hide my existence out of fear that if our enemies found out about me, they would try to hurt me just like Larry and James did. It turned out that I had misunderstood them all this time. But what about the election? You faked your resignation to trick them, right? I've truly withdrawn from it. You are more important to me than anything else, Jennifer. I was so touched, so mom and dad really love me after all. Only then did I realize that they weren't ashamed of my birthmark, but were just trying to protect me all along. After that day, my parents decided to stop being involved in politics and lived a simpler life. At the end of his term, my dad moved us to Paris. I was no longer grounded, but was set free to explore the world. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by...